thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to the name of the Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. It's good to see everyone in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I uh, appreciate. Amen. The power of the Holy Ghost is here today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Our tagline, and it's not really a tagline, it's the truth. Amen. Where lives are changed. The changes God makes in our lives are always greater. Takes us to a greater place than we already are wherever we're at. Amen. It takes us to a greater place. Amen. And I want to be changed day by day by God. If you'll remain standing with me, we are going to turn to Matthew, the fifth chapter, and read a portion of Scripture. I want to say again, it's so good to have all of our guests. So glad that you're here with us today. And uh, the only thing we request of you is you quit being guests. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And so we are so glad that you're here today. Matthew 5:14 says, "You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father." in heaven. For a few moments, I want to speak on this thought, the house of light, the house of light. You may be seated. I know that many times uh, people think of the building in which we are in uh, as a lighthouse, a place where, where truth or light is shown and people can see things that maybe they never saw before. And, and I know that that's true of this church uh, as well as many others uh, that preach the truth. Uh, but the, the light really is the truth that is found in the Word of God. And those of us that practice the truth that is found in the Word of God are those uh, that can be a light to others. Yes, light to other people. That's our purpose in the world. He, he says here in the verse of Scripture that they may see your good works. Uh, so where does that happen? Well, if you're in here, uh, it's usually other people uh, that are trying to do good works uh, and you're trying to do good works, and it's not talking about people in this building. It's talking about people uh, where it's on your job or in your neighborhood, or at your school, uh, or wherever you might live or be uh, uh, where you are at during the week. Uh, but I will tell you uh, that there is a light uh, that is only found in the Word of God, and it is for uh, it is God's desire, uh, and it is our purpose uh, that we show this light to the world that we live in. 
Amen. I, I, I like uh, what the choir was singing today and, and about death and darkness being their only song. That's the world we live in. That's the world we live in. It's the only song that they really have. Uh, uh, they're confused. Uh, I was talking to uh, a young man uh, just a couple of days ago and, and the problems in his marriage and his life and what's going on with him. And, and I thought to me, myself, well, all of this is a result uh, of the fact uh, that people are sitting in darkness. They don't know. They don't understand the precious truth and the Word of God that God can give us. Uh, you know, the devil's propaganda is that the Word of God is a bunch of rules and regulations. And really, the Word of God is a book of love of God for mankind. If you will follow and understand what is written in the Word of God, then what will happen is your life will change uh, and the Lord has given us uh, the promise uh, of eternal life. And so really it's about the road map to eternal life. That's what it's really about. I don't know, maybe you don't want eternal life. Maybe you want the alternative. I don't think so. But that's what the book's about. It's a light. And so this light, uh, this illumination that, that we are able to give uh, is something that is precious. And God wants us to be the light of the world. Matthew 4 and 16 says this, And the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region in the shadow of death, light has dawned. And from that time, Jesus began to, began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So the verse, the 16th verse, is talking about the Lord, talking about Jesus Christ. And it's talking about him being the light that has come in a setting where uh, there is a space uh, in the Word of God of 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, and so he came into a time uh, when Israel was under the domination of Rome. And, and so there was much darkness. But he came to change all of that. He came to begin to minister to and to preach to and, and to reveal the light of the Word of God to mankind. And so the, when he first started preaching, what did he talk about? He said, you need to repent for the kingdom is at hand. So repentance was some of his very first things that he talked about. And, and really, uh, in the 16th verse, uh, Matthew is, is, is quoting Isaiah 9, uh, talking about the people who have sat in darkness uh, and seen this great light. Uh, but the darkness uh, is uh, the place uh, of death. Uh, amen. It is of death. The things uh, that are in darkness uh, will lead only to destruction. It says in Romans 6 and 21, what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? It's talking about your past. The things that you were, 
were ashamed, are now ashamed that, that you accomplished or did in your life. Uh, for the end of those things is death. Uh, but now having been set free from sin and, and having become slaves of God, you uh, have your fruit to holiness uh, and to the end everlasting life. Uh, for the wages of sin is death, uh, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. So the Bible sets out, Paul writing to the Roman church said, this is it. This is what it's all about. It's either the wages of sin which lead to death or it's the gift of God that leads to eternal life. And so many times people that are in darkness don't even realize that his light is available. Don't even know that, that you really can be free from the darkness. See, Revelation, the 20th chapter, tells us that, that, that death is the lake of fire. And I know that's not spoken about much in very many churches. But the gift of God illuminates the pathway to eternal life. And so Jesus here in the 17th verse of Matthew 4, he, he says, he begins to preach, he repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so that's our approach to God. Repentance uh, is uh, the very beginning uh, of our coming to God and coming out of darkness. The light that is shown to us, uh, that all of a sudden we see our life in a way that it is not pleasing, as I've already read to you, the things that we're ashamed of, things that we wish I hadn't done that. I hadn't, wish I hadn't thought those things. Uh, I wish I, I uh, hadn't participated The things that are inspired by darkness, that are promoted, the propaganda that is pushed out there to mankind. And so he says that the first thing, the first light that the Lord revealed here was repentance. Repentance really is a chance to get destructive things removed from our lives. See, because real repentance is not just saying I'm sorry. You can say you're sorry. You know, children all the time say I'm sorry that I got caught. They're not sorry they did it. They're just sorry that you found out. That's not the kind of sorry we're talking about. That's not the kind of repentance that we're talking about. We're talking about where you say my life needs to change. I need to do something different than the way I have been living my life. And so I'm going to ask God to forgive me of those things that now I realize are not good for me. And I'm going to ask him to give me the ability to be able to turn away from those things. The Bible tells us that Jesus saves us from our sins, not in our sins. There's a lot of people that are going to church today that are living in their sins. They keep doing the things they did before they came to church. They keep living the way they lived before they came to church. 
But that's not the path to light and eternal life. That's not a new way or a good way because that's the way of the old life. The Bible calls it the way of the old man. And so there's this light that's a, that it's even possible. That it's even possible for you to say, God, I'm sorry, and I want to change. Most people think they're just doomed. This is the way I am. This is the way I'm going to live. And so consequently, they don't understand that there is a life that they can have that will lead to a better place. Many times people come and hear a message like I'm preaching this morning and, and they feel the need to change, but they think, oh, no, I can never do that. I, I, I could never live that way. And that's because they have no confidence in them, their flesh. But God says, not only will I give you a chance to repent, but I'm going to give you a chance to live a new life. See, repentance and baptism, which I'll talk about in a minute here, cleanses us from sin. That's what the Word of God says. Repentance. I, I use the analogy, it's kind of like a child. They got in the mud when they weren't supposed to get in the mud, and the mother gets mad at them, and they say, I'm sorry. And the mother says, okay, go get in the bathtub. When you are sorry or feel repentance for the way you've lived your life, then you get clean. You don't keep leaving the dirt on. You get rid of it. It says in 1 John 1 and 5, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Where does that happen? Where does that blood get applied to your life? <laughs> I'm going to read some more scriptures. But when you see in the word of God I'm going to give you the answer before I read all the other scriptures. It's in baptism. That's why you don't get sprinkled. Because you don't get washed when you get sprinkled. You get washed when you go under in Jesus' name. So, John here was saying that when we have fellowship with the Lord, amen, then the message that he has to declare to us is his light. And if we follow his light, then the blood of Jesus Christ will be applied to our lives. Baptism 
is when we symbolically are washed in Jesus' blood. 1 Corinthians 6 and 11 says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, by, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus when you are baptized, and you're justified by the Spirit of the God, our God, which is the Holy Ghost. So that's how sin gets taken care of. Revelations 1 and 5 says, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. This light of being baptized in the name of Jesus must be shared with everyone. It's plainly in the Word of God if somebody will study. In Acts, the second chapter, in the 38th verse, it says, Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. So the reason you repent and the reason that you are baptized in Jesus' name is for what reason? To remit or take away your sin. That's what the Word says. Second Corinthians 4, 6 says, For it is the God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who has was shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So what gives us this knowledge of the glory of God? And, and what is this treasure that we have in earthen vessels? That's talking about our bodies. It's when we receive the Holy Ghost. Acts 2 and 4 says, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The reason that we need the Holy Ghost in our lives, uh, amen, is so that we can have what is said here in the seventh verse of 2 Corinthians 4. It says the power of God in us uh, it, so that our victory will not be us having victory, but the power of God, which is the Holy Ghost, giving us victory. We need to shine the light of the power of the Holy Ghost because it says in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, whose minds, talking about ours, the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on, on them. So the reason, you know, if a blind, a blind person can't see light, and so the reason that the people do not see the light of the Word of God is because they're blinded. They're blinded. They can't see. They can't see. 
And God gives us uh, the ability to be healed and to see if we have an open and honest heart. If we say, God, I want truth. You know, I was talking to my wife the other day. My grandparents were my mother's mother and father. My grandparents were going to a little town called Turin, Iowa. It's not even a town now. I go there, and there used to be a bank. It's closed. There's, there's not even a town there anymore. But there was a street meeting that shed the light that I have given to you. And they saw it, and their hearts were open, and they received it. They both were ostracized by their families. There's a lot of people leaning on what their grandparents said or an aunt or an uncle or somebody else. And they're saying, well, yeah, but, but if I believe that, that means they're wrong and, oh, man, I can't have them wrong. And so many people just say, no, no, no. I'm not going to be open to what the Bible says. But they were ostracized by their families. They had to start making life on their own without their family members. Their parents said had nothing to do with them. And because they saw light, they gave it to my mother. And my mother gave it to me. And so here I am trying to give it to you. Because somebody was brave enough to say, you know what, I want truth in my life. I want truth in my life. I want understanding. I don't care what everybody else says. I want what is right. And I promise you, if, you, if that's not the attitude of your heart, that you want truth and you want light, you will be in darkness. We need to shed the, share the light of the power of the Holy Ghost. It's the only thing that keeps us. It's the only thing that makes us be able to live for God. Jesus has given us his spirit and filled us with his spirit to combat darkness and to spread light. We are the light of the world, as our scripture has said. We are people that have truth and understanding. Not because we're special, we're better than anybody else. Just because we said, you know what, we want what's right. We're not interested in what tradition has told us. We're not interested in what's been passed down from generation to generation. We want to know truth. And I know people have said to me, well, Pastor, well, you know, that's the way you were raised. 
No, no, there came a point in my life as an adult that I had to say, you know what, I believe this. No, I don't believe this because my mother believed this. I believe this because I have seen and studied and read the Word of God and have understood that this is what is right. Many times I've taught Bible studies one-on-one -on -one to people, and it is a wonderful thing when I say something and all of a sudden you can see it on their face. I see that. Wow, I never saw that before. And that's the light that's available to all of us that are in this room today. We can have light too. And we can see things maybe we have never seen before. But we've got to open our hearts. And we've got to decide, God, I want to serve you no matter what. Oh, that no matter what is where the divide happens. Because some people aren't just aren't willing no matter what. Ah, that's the price is too high. But I'm going to tell you today, in my care for you, that God loves you and he cares about you. And the reason that you're sitting here today is because he wanted you to hear what is being said. I don't know how you got here. I don't know what happened that made you come. I know sometimes we think, well, I just saw him on the Internet and I went. No, no. Just like the young man I was talking to about his life the other day, I looked at him and I said, this is a God moment. Because he had been seeking after some things in his life. I said, this is a God moment. You got to understand and be sensitive when there's a God moment where God is reaching out to you and saying, I want to illuminate the path to eternal life. I want to show you the way. Why? Because He cares about us. Because He wants everybody to have eternal life. And He wants to give everybody a chance if they will simply be willing. That's why it's so important to those of us that are in this church for us not only to have the light here in this building, but put our light on a lampstand. Because I believe when we just have it in this building, we're, we're keeping it hidden under a basket. This building is full of light. I don't know if you've noticed that the worship, the freedom of worship, the moving of the Spirit. I don't know if you felt the moving of the Spirit in this place or not. But I'm telling you, most churches you go to, you don't feel the moving of the Spirit. You don't feel that. You know why? Because it's not there. 
And all of it is because God has brought illumination to us. But we must take this to those that have light. We are to shine our personal light, our text says, so that people can see our life and see clearly what God wants to do in their life. You know, those of us that have, are full of the light of God, the Word of God, can be a light to the rest of the world. It doesn't have anything to do with how high your IQ is. It's simply having a desire for God, His will, and His light to be in our life. You, I don't know where you're at in, in your existence of life. I don't know how, if there's darkness in your light, or you're following, or if you're trying to follow God, wh wherever that's at, wherever you're at. There is some place higher. I know that the people of Maine are hurting today because of darkness. And all that happened transpired there this week. The problem with the ills of our society has to do with darkness. What many people call mental illness is simply spirits influencing lives. And the only way to deal with that those spirits that would destroy you and others is to have the message of repentance and being baptized in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Those things will change our world. It usually doesn't happen in mass, but it does happen one by one. As people respond to the light being turned on in their life. Let's stand today. As you get older, you find out that light is your friend. Because you can't see things as well as you did when you were younger. And so you get a flashlight out or you turn a reading light on. or Because you want to see things you didn't, can't see. Well, I'm telling you today. That maybe you don't see the things that I've talked about. Maybe you don't understand 
the things that I've read. I always challenge people, well, study it and come tell me where I'm wrong. Study the Word of God. You know why? Because this is not about what I say. If you've come here very many times and heard me preach, you know I use a lot of Scripture. You know why I use a lot of Scripture? Because it ain't, in my opinion, doesn't make a difference. This book is what we're going to be judged out of. And what it says is going to stand at the judgment. And so I want to be able to see that. If you'll just invite the light of Jesus Christ into your life today, and you say, God, show me, illuminate to me truth and what I need to know and what I need to follow. God, I want to do that. If you'll do that, I, I, I promise you he will turn the light on. He will show you. He will let you know and see and understand. And the great thing is, all of a sudden you'll see the path that leads you to eternal life. And you'll start walking on that path. And as you go, the lights will turn on and you'll further and further and further because that's what God wants for your life. As a custom in our church, we always give people opportunity to come and stand in the front of the church and talk to God. Sometimes people are doing all types of things. They're repenting. They're asking God to illuminate their lives. They're doing all manner of things. And if you feel your need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ today, we always have clothes for you to wear, and the baptism is always ready. We don't have baptism Sundays. You know why? Because it's necessary and important that the blood of Jesus Christ be applied to your life now. <laughs> baptism has nothing to do with making you a member of this church. It has all to do with washing away your sins. And so if you want to be baptized today, we have clothes for you to, to wear. We have a baptismal ready on this side, ready to baptize you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to open these altars today, and I ask, maybe invite someone with you today. If you see a guest, and just say, come and pray with me today. Hey, man, it doesn't mean anything except that I just want God to touch my life. That's all coming up here and praying does. I need, I want God to move in my life. Amen. You're not joining our church. Amen. What you're doing is you're coming and talking to God. This is a place of contact. And you're welcome. If you're a guest today, don't feel embarrassed. Just come and pray with us here this morning.